Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it is Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast, and I am so fired up for this week in college football. I don't even know what we're calling it. We're calling it week three. Are we calling it week four? All I know is the SEC is back, which is awesome. Army, a team I follow closely, plays Cincinnati on ESPN, 3.30, and a game that has two ranked teams. So should be an awesome, awesome weekend of football. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Got a bunch of podcasts today. I did my power rankings on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Encourage you to check them out and really encourage you to check out today's Even Money Podcast because I am up seven units. Count them, seven units for week two. What a great start to the NFL season for me on the Even Money Podcast presented by our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL I am trying to get to 1,000 subscribers so that I can go live. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Please subscribe. And if you do, you have a chance to get my cameo-style shout-out at the end of the week. Speaking of YouTube, he is the czar of the playbook, the czar of the football video. He is Mr. Football Game Plan on YouTube at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter. You see him all over CBS Sports HQ and everywhere else. My buddy, Emery Hunt. Emery, what's up, man? What's going on, Ross? As, uh, as you can see, I'm much more excited this week as my Cajuns pulled it out uh, <laughs> last week against Georgia State, man. Tough sledding, but pulled it out, 2-0. Yeah, I saw your I saw your tweets about that. And uh, I tell you what, Louisiana, are they ranked now? Yeah, they're, they're ranked 16th first time since 1943. Wow. Now, do you think it's legit or do you think it's, you know, because there's these conferences not playing and stuff? It's probably the conferences not playing because you only got, what, 70 teams now, but we're going to have more uh, playing, uh, you know, this week. But I think it's mainly because they beat Iowa State. No one else was playing. Uh, none of the Power Five conferences, you know, SEC wasn't. So that helped them jump into the ranking so that, you know, Army, 
We saw Arkansas State get votes. So I think we'll see a little bit more down to the mean unless they start going on the tear and blowing teams out. Well, uh, there's a bunch of games this weekend. You know, with the SEC being back and all playing conference games, it feels more like a real college football weekend. And I think we should start with Tennessee at South Carolina. These teams remind me of each other in the sense that they're both trying to get over the hump or get back to where they used to be. Uh, There's some prospects, some real prospects on both teams. We got to start, though. What a great way to start this show this week. We got to start with my boy, Trey Smith, the guard for Tennessee. I am still surprised he went back to school. I didn't really think he had that much more to prove. I mean, I know he can improve his technique, but he would have gone high. He went back to school. He is a dominant, dominant player, Emery. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought up the fact that he was so dominant. He could have came out, would have gone high. Uh, For me, he reminds me a lot of what we saw, what I saw coming out of Mississippi State with Gabe Jackson, someone who's just like a, a big square block right there on the interior that no one can move. He looks like that guy, that kid that's six years old, but he's built like a 13-year-old, so you have to go check the birth certificates. That's the type of player Trey Smith is. That's how dominant he is up front. So I'm excited to see how he does against South Carolina because, you know, this is a way for him to get off to a great start, really push himself higher up in the first round, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I remember Emory, I think they might have played Georgia Tech or something. I remember watching, like, his first college game as a true freshman, and he was just out there murdering dudes. I mean, I I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, who is this guy? Good gracious. He's running around the field knocking guys over, and he just got there. Yeah, it doesn't make sense how dominant he was so early and has been consistent, and that's the most impressive thing. You see guys jump out of the blocks real fast and have a great freshman season, but they kind of flatline and they start to drop off a little bit. But he has maintained that high level of play since he got there and one of the premier prospects in the country. And I'm glad we're seeing uh, Tennessee produce some more premier prospects. We both remember when Tennessee, that was the common thing for them to have dominant O-linemen, dominant D-linemen, dominant linebackers, explosive athletic corners, and explosive athletic receivers and a game breaker at running back. We usually see that from Tennessee, but now we're seeing it, uh, you know, recently with a guy like like Trey Smith. All right, so I am probably going to butcher this name, but it's Gamecocks cornerback Israel Emukamau. Emukamau? I, close enough. I would say Emukamau, but it's probably is is probably a cross between both of them. <laughs> um, but he's six four. So he's a tall drink of water. He looks every bit of six. Well, he looks like Metroid out there on the corner. This is a tall, lanky guy, but I think he has fantastic hands, both in catching the football and playing the ball. So you love a guy that has those hands out there on the corner. Um, he has the length, so you know he can play with that length. Some guys are tall, but they play small. He's tall and plays big. The only thing you worry about him is is whether or not he has the fluid hips uh, to to really be a prominent player at the pro level, but he has really good all-around game. I want to see this year how versatile he can be and whether or not he can show the fluid hips or whether or not he can show that he can play 
field side or boundary side at the next level, or maybe he's a guy that can transition to, you know, a, an overhang defender or someone that can play back back deep. We'll see this year. That's what I'm excited to see about what he can do. You go back and look at the Georgia game, and it shows his hand uh, ability, his ability to play the ball, his ability to pick off the ball. Uh, but you want to see how versatile he is this year. That's what I'm excited to see uh, as we kick off the season. What do you think, by the way, about South Carolina having a new quarterback and Helinski getting beat out? I don't know. I, I'm just curious. I know you follow the quarterback position closely. Yeah, I was surprised because Helinski, I thought, played solid for them, um, considering when he came in, uh, you know, in adverse situations and played well. He had the continuity, and you're trying to find that continuity this year in college football. And I was surprised he would go with the Colorado State transfer, um, who really was kind of okay at Colorado State. So it really didn't make sense to go with him over a guy that you know, a guy that has produced, a guy that has some continuity with those receivers. So that'll be interesting to watch as well. Let's move on to another matchup in the SEC. This one is a crossover game between Georgia in the SEC East, Arkansas in the SEC West. I think we've talked about both these players in the past. Now they actually get a chance to go against them each other. How about Georgia safety Richard LeCount? I know he's a guy you've had your eye on for a while. Yeah, he's a tremendous safety, man. And you think about all the safeties that have played at Georgia, Thomas Davis, Greg Blue. Uh, LeCount is the next in line, one of those hard-hitting guys with great acceleration. And we know Davis eventually transitioned to linebacker at the pro level, but he was a terrific safety uh, when he was at Georgia. And I think when you look at him, you know, the reason why I chose these two to talk about is because the matchups, you know, and quarterback safety matchup is going to be key. How well can he break on that football? How well can he separate the receiver from the football? We're going to see his range and his anticipation uh, on display in this game against Arkansas and the other guy, Felipe Franks. Yeah, so let's get to Felipe Franks. I got to tell you, I, I I think I'd mentioned this the last time, Emery. I'm kind of surprised he's even a pro prospect, you know, after he basically lost his job at Florida. Um, but you like him. Yeah, I mean, you, you think about a guy that has been battle-tested. You know, he, he's gone through the ringer at Florida, got injured, Right after he was playing, well, he was he he was much much ballyhooed in you know his earlier times there, where you didn't really know what type of player he was. Then he started to get better, played better. I think it started for him when they played Michigan in that bowl game. Then he carried it over to the following season. Then he gets hurt, and that injury kind of allowed Kyle Trask to take the position and force Felipe Franks to transfer. But he goes to Arkansas in a you know a passing system with a ton of talent at the at the skill player position. I mean, they got the tailback that we talked about, Boyd. Um, they got really good receivers at Football Game Plan 400, which is our high school scouting service. We gave Arkansas a top five recruiting class based off what they did last year. And that right there is a testament to their receiving core. They were able to land a couple of premier prospects. So he has talent. That's why this game is intriguing to me because you're going to see if he is able to continue to grow, and if he is going up against a very solid Georgia defense, he has another chance to raise his profile and show, hey, yeah, maybe he is turning the corner and there is something to work with moving forward. Speaking of football game plan, highly encourage everyone to check out the 2021 draft guide. 
footballgameplan.com. With these conferences stopping and starting, these various schedules, some of these conferences won't even play. You're going to need Emory's draft guide now more than ever before. I think it's the best draft guide out there, at least for what I need it for, what I use it for. I need the uh, I need the width. I need the breadth of knowledge. I don't need you know twenty pages on each guy. Just give me what I need to know on any guy that might get drafted or talked about. That's why I love it. Footballgameplan.com slash twenty twenty one draft guide. Get in on that now. Speaking of getting in on that, how about Mississippi State at LSU, SEC West? And Bulldogs quarterback K.J. Costello, the Stanford transfer. Wow, man. Going from Stanford to Mississippi State, that is different in a lot. I mean, that is so different. Like, I got to be careful here, but I mean. (laughs) I feel you. Where where you live in the country, the people you're around, the uh, academic restrict. I mean, it it is, it, it might as well be two different planets to be at Stanford University versus Mississippi State University. But he gets to play for Mike Leach, which is pretty good for a quarterback. I'm curious to see how KJ can perform in in Mike Leach's offense, Emery. Yeah, and I mean, the the food difference, going from Northern California to the deep. He's going to pack on some weight while he's down there. Um, But you're right. I'm interested to see how he does with with Mike Leach's offense and – Heck, Mike Leach being in the SEC is something that we're excited to see too. And, and for Costello, I think this is an opportunity to showcase his passing skills. Because to me, if we're being honest, um, I thought he was fairly average at Stanford. You know, I know some people thought highly of him, but to me, he was just an average player. Here, he has a step up in defensive competition that he'll see um, with a unique offense that has proven to change the perspective or perception on, on certain players. We saw Anthony Gordon be a, a benefit to Mike Leach's system, get himself into the senior bowl and onto a, a practice squad. We saw Gardner Minshew change the perception around him, leaving East Carolina, going to, to Washington State. And now we see him doing well on Sundays. And Costello has the same opportunity to change that perception about his game if he's able to go out there and do well. Because again, he has the opportunity to do so because of the offense that he's playing in. LSU's had a bunch of opt-outs, opt-ins, guys evidently, according to Ed Orgeron, that have tested positive. Uh, The guy you wanted to highlight, though, is wide receiver Racy McMath. Now, we know that Jamar Chase has opted out. He's a projected top 10 pick. A lot of guys have opted out LSU, and they already had lost, I mean, the, the amount of guys, the amount of rookies in the NFL right now from LSU last year, like every game you watch, it's Lloyd Cushenberry at center for the Broncos, Damian Lewis, right guard for the Seahawks. You know, we know about Clyde edwards Lair. I mean, every game you watch, there's a bunch of LSU dudes out there. So what do they still have left? Evidently, you think they still got a wide receiver, even without Jamar Chase and Racy McMath. Yeah, he's going to be the guy we're going to talk about this year uh, as we were talking about Jamar Chase. McMath was a tremendous high school football player, finally grew into his body and to his own. Um, and it's a situation where growth meets opportunity. 
and it's gonna he's gonna take off this year because now he has a height weight speed that you look for, um, and he's gonna have the opportunity to showcase. He was buried on the depth chart, and finally is gonna get that opportunity to, to play like the five star prospect he was. And you know, when you're a bigger guy that has the athleticism, you're gonna stand out. And I think he has a great chance to stand out this year and be one of those premier prospects that we see make the jump from who to wow uh, this this season. What do you think of LSU's quarterback this year? What do you know about him? Miles Brennan, first of all, a great family, uh, you know, name because if you know um, the if you you're a foodie like I am, Ross, uh, if you know New Orleans, Dickie Brennan's, that's yeah, the, yeah, that's Miles Brennan's family. Um, so he is, you know, Louisiana born and raised, and uh, did a great job. He was a real good high school player, um, and LSU got a really good you know, prospect when he signed him. But his issue at the time was the same thing you saw with James Blackman. Like he just couldn't gain weight. And he is like a guy that finally started to fill out his frame. It took him almost four years to do so, but he finally looks the part of a college, you know, FBS power five starting quarterback. And he always had the talent, but they were worried about, man, he, he is really slim and slender out there. And so they just didn't trust him long term. So that's why they went out and signed uh, a Joe Burrow. And now you have him filling out his frame. He's been in that system or been in that program. I know they're ha- they have a new offensive system, but he's been in the program for, for four years. He stayed the course, didn't transfer. And so we should finally see Brennan really, you know, take off this year and really hold his own and carve out his own LSU legacy. So wait a minute. Dickie Brennan, he, he Dickie Brennan's is in his family, and he couldn't put weight on. Right, that that was the. But you know how it is with skinny guys that we all grew up with. It they won't hit their weight limit until they get forty. You know, so right now his metabolism is is power five. He is sky high on that, that metabolism, and he couldn't gain weight with that family name. That's almost like having the Copeland's last name and not being able to gain weight. That is crazy. All right. Uh, we got Alabama, and we've got Missouri. Alabama always had a lot of prospects. I'm curious, uh, Emery, before we get to the, the guy the guy we're going to feature in this game, do you have a preference between Devontae Smith and, and Jalen Waddell for the next level? Me, I like Waddell. Uh, and Waddell was someone that you saw when he was a freshman. It was like, you know what? His speed is just different. Like speed with the ball in his hands, different. Like, man, he is really pulling away from angles and accelerating. It was almost like there was no, you know, he reached max speed and now it's he's going to flatline across. It was always going up. He was always accelerating. And it was like, he is just a special speed player. And someone like that, I want on my team because I know he can do dangerous things with the ball in his hands. Not saying Smith is not, is chopped liver. Smith is excellent, but I would prefer Waddle because of his speed just looks different to me. Yeah, I can see that. Let's get to the O-line for Alabama. They always have a bunch. I mean, they got good players everywhere, but feels like Alex Leatherwood has been there for a while. Right. And I, and the reason why I chose him, you're right. There's so many prospects we could have talked talk about or we could have talked about, but Leatherwood for me has a good matchup because I still believe even some with some of the losses, Missouri's defensive line is going to be really good. 
And so that's a challenge. That's a good, you know, draft prospect matchup you want to see how well he does against a very good opponent. And they drew one in week one from a uh, matchup perspective. So I'm interested to see how he does versus a very active defensive line of Missouri that has guys across the board that has real that have really good ball get off and you know how quickly he can reset his hands and, and redirect all of those things that you want to see those nuances of playing a position I think we'll get a chance to see that against Missouri what do you think uh before we get to the other guy for Missouri we're going to talk about what do you think of Missouri's linebacker that everybody likes so much there's a reason why we're talking about is that defensive line keeps them clean and for him it, it's you know Missouri does a good job of, of bringing in these these guys that can play multiple positions across the second level, I think because of his instincts is something that makes him a really good player because being able to see it while on the move is something that you don't see too many linebackers nowadays have. I think it was more of a trait back in the you know 80s and 90s and maybe early 2000s, but as we started to switch toward this um, spread offense era, Guys are a little bit more wait and see, but he has the instincts and the aggressive instincts that you want to see at the position. Before we get to uh, Damon Hazelton Jr., I want to make sure everyone is aware of the unbelievable deals that we've got for you right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. They're giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team think about that your team wins you cash a cool benjamin for putting a dollar down and if football isn't for you you probably aren't listening to this podcast but they also have some the same offer for ufc 253 this weekend download the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app now use promo code ross when you sign up to get this can't miss offer pick any team during week three, bet $1 on them and win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code ROSS during sign-up. Limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey PA only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call one 800 gambler emory that wide receiver for missouri is damon hazelton jr yeah former virginia tech transfer <clears throat> i like to call him big smooth because everything he does is fluid he has great body control for a big wide receiver he's about 6'3 maybe about 215 but he's able to get in and out of his brace very you know fluidly um great eye control of uh, your hand eye coordination, I mean, and, and body control. So it all works together in unison. Um, speed, deep speed is always a question with bigger wide receivers, but if you're able to catch football, I don't care how fast you are. I, I would rather that on my team. I need you to catch the ball first. Um, if you have speed, that's a bonus. Uh, but he's always able to work himself open. He now goes to Missouri. So I'm excited to see how he's able to handle, you know, that transition planning and offense is going to spread it out. And he's going to have his opportunity to to make plays. I was shocked that he transferred from Virginia Tech. I thought he was a real good player there. It was, but I guess he was maybe worried about, uh, you know, you know whether or not they're going to play. But they, you know, you look at a Missouri team that that needs a, a playmaker at the position, and they get one to Hazleton Jr. And I, I do think because he's so talented, um, going up against a 
you know, a really good secondary, uh, you know, which is going to allow him to have a chance to showcase. It's a good matchup. So wait a minute. Is that why he transferred? Like, I so so I know his story. He was in, he's from Baltimore. He was short and undersized. He went to Ball State as a running back at a high school. Grew a few inches. Played receiver. Tore up Ball State as a true freshman and thought I got to play at a better level, higher level. Transfers to Virginia Tech. He is very physically impressive. I remember last year when Virginia Tech played Florida State, and I looked at him and just thought, wow, that guy looks like NFL wide receivers look. And I didn't know why he transferred. Yeah, and this, and I'm just speculating on that's why. Because, you know, Virginia, the ACC didn't really have, you know, they, they there was touch and go whether or not they were going to play or not play. So maybe he wants to continue to travel, uh, you know, transfer up and say, hey, I could probably show, showcase at the SEC level. So I'm not sure. But I'm just speculating it's probably because the uncertainty at the time surrounding Virginia Tech and the ACC and playing ball. And the SEC, we know, has been steadfast on playing regardless. Yeah, let's get to uh, a group of five game. Every week we're going to get to at least one group of five game because G5 schools need love too. Uh, Georgia State at Charlotte. Georgia State's the team that just gave your boys a run for the money, right? Yeah, they they really look good, man. And why their defense was their defense when you looked at them on on film in that game, it, they looked like Georgia dudes. Like they just built different, and they were giving my Cajuns a problem within the front seven. But the safety play was excellent, uh, especially early on in stopping the run. Um, and and that's why I think when you look at uh, Chris Moore, a former Virginia Cavalier, transferred into Georgia State, he played really well. Has good size, good quickness, good burst, good closing speed, and a very good open field tackler. Yeah. Um, by the way, I'm in a couple of weeks, Emory. I'm doing Abilene Christian at Army, mm-hmm. and it's unbelievable how many transfers Abilene Christian has. Unbelievable. They like were wondering their roster is either FBS guys transferring down or JUCO guys transferring in. I mean, I don't think I've, I mean. As many transfers as I think I've ever seen. They, they're one of those teams in Texas in that Lone Star Conference that are quietly FCS teams masquerading as Division II teams um, or D2 teams that are masquerading as FCS teams. So that when they made the jump up, they were good right away, all because of what you mentioned. Guys transferring down and the JUCO in Texas are, are able to pump out the prospects. We may even see West Texas A&M jump up in a couple of years um, to FCS level as well. And Abilene Christian has a running back you'll, you'll really like. I can't re- remember his name, but I know he transferred from uh, Cal, and he's a starting tailback at Abilene Christian. For Charlotte, don't know a lot about them. Tell me about running back Trey Harbison. Really good running back, man. He's cut from the same cloth as Brendan Knox from Marshall. Just a very good functional running back that just gains positive yards. And, you know, I think in, if Charlotte's going to win this game, he's going to have to get – his 100-plus you know, yards on the ground because he's tremendous in that regard. I like how he can catch the football out of the backfield. He's not afraid of the football coming his way. So he can help you on both ends of offense, uh, and I think they're going to need him if they're going to try to beat Georgia State. Georgia State better hope that you don't let one loss become two because Charlotte can play. You got to check him out on Twitter like I do, at F-Ball Game Plan. And, of course, Football Game Plan on YouTube. He's been rolling on YouTube for – 
10 years now. It's an awesome, awesome YouTube channel. Check it out. My YouTube is youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Remember, if you subscribe and I see it, uh, you could be the winner of a Cameo-style shout-out. Love giving those out there. Make sure you check out Emery's draft guide as well, footballgameplan.com slash 2021 draft guide. Big Even Money podcast today. And if you want to see where your NFL team stacks up, check out today's Ross Tucker football podcast. Other than that, the keg is kicked. We are all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.